You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the world not just in the state, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how the Green Bay Packers get off the proverbial schneid. They beat the New York Giants 31-13, to and this is the version of the Green Bay Packers, more or less, that we wanted to see. Aaron Rodgers does things with his legs that we haven't seen him really do all year. His best creating, making making throws, and, and making things happen on the run. Four touchdowns, 21 of 33, a passer rating over 125. Alan Lazard has his best day as a Green Bay Packer. Three catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. If there is something to talk about offensively that didn't quite go right, it was the run game. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later because... I think there are some explainable things going on there. But this is the version of the Packers that they need to be in order to win games late in the year and to win games in the playoffs. Create big plays. Make sure that you are creating turnovers and consistent pressures. Zadarius Smith was outstanding on Sunday, even though the box score will say that He doesn't have a sack. In fact, the Packers didn't have a sack. He had five quarterback hits, including four, I believe, in the first half alone. They could not block him. And the pressure, even though it didn't turn into sacks, turned into three interceptions by this defense. Now, no, every game is not going to be against Daniel Jones. Now, it just so happens that the Packers play Washington next week. They play Mitch Trubisky the week after that. And although Kirk Cousins has played well this season, he has been up and down, and we know what happened in week two of this year when Green Bay got after that offensive line. They forced Kirk Cousins into turnovers. And then who knows? Is Matthew Stafford going to be around in week 17 if this is a a four-win Lions team? I I doubt it. So then are you going to get Jeff Driscoll? Are you going to get the Purdue kid who nearly pulled the upset against the Bears on Thanksgiving? You know, maybe, maybe not. You could win all those games. And then in the playoffs, who knows? Who knows? Because if you get in a groove, if you start to play with a little bit more confidence, if you are the Packers and you're these defensive backs out there and you're and you're creating these turnovers, you are the ageless one, Tremont Williams, out here making leaping interceptions along the sidelines. If you're Kevin King and you get beat for a touchdown and on the next drive you come back and get an interception, that is such a big confidence booster for you. And Matt LaFleur said after the game, he didn't think the team lost its confidence after the 49ers game. And as I wrote for Acme Packing Company, it is one thing to say that. 
And it's another thing to go to New York in a game against a dog opponent in a brutal weather situation. I mean, I it was a long walk, let me tell you, from the press box to the train. And I made it in the rain because I couldn't bring an umbrella. You're at the, this is what I'm going to put in the press box. And it was brutal. It was a raw, windy, cold, icy, snowy, slushy, sleety day. Any kind of, of precipitation that could exist did exist on Sunday. It was, it was awful, frankly. And it, it was not, I assume, fun to play in. And Green Bay could have just said 17-10, you coast a little bit, and you know you win a game 23-13, and, and you go home. But they didn't do that. They, they go in 17-10, the Giants make it 17-13, you score 14 fourth quarter points, pull away through turnovers, and you seal the game ultimately through turnovers and big plays. Aaron Rodgers said this was the best the protection had been in terms of time in the pocket all season. The Giants don't have a formidable front in terms of their pass rush, but you do that against any NBA team on the road and you are doing well. Brian Bulaga soldiered through in this game with an MCL injury and you hope that it doesn't put him at risk of further injury. You hope it doesn't mean that he's going to be less than 100% in the games that matter. You hope all of those things are true. All that and still, he came out and and played good football. Certainly good enough football. Devontae Adams gets his two touchdowns. He all of a sudden has three in the last two weeks. And Alan Lazard, I mentioned, has his big day. They get Aaron Jones more involved in the passing game, although it doesn't show up necessarily in the stat sheet. You know, four catches, 13 yards. That is hardly inspiring. The screen game didn't, didn't go great. Uh, They weren't able to get him in in some great matchups. He did have one down the field. They weren't able to connect on that one. And this is something that we've been talking about all season with this team, and that is finding ways to get wins where you didn't play your best. Green Bay didn't play its best football. They had their quarterback throw four touchdowns. They, They forced three interceptions. They won a game by 18 points on the road. And didn't play their best football. After three losses this year, Green Bay has three wins, zero more losses, two road wins of those three, and a point differential of plus 36 in three games. They beat the Cowboys on the road by 10, they beat the Panthers by 8, and they beat the Giants by 18. None of those wins are against great teams. We saw, again, Dallas is this weird Jekyll and Hyde team, but they've got plenty of talent. They gave the Patriots all they could handle, which maybe is less impressive than we thought it was a month ago. But still, this Green Bay Packers team has shown resiliency time and again. I don't want to hear the complaints when what I heard from a lot of Packer fans, and I I understand the frustration and the consternation and the fear that comes from, you know, just barely beating Carolina or getting plastered by San Francisco. What I heard was that the Giants were going to make it a game, that it was going to be a weird upset, or that Saquon Barkley was going to run all over them or whatever it was. And the instruction was, go blow them out. 
what is 31 to 13 other than a blowout. And even when the game was close, it never felt close because Green Bay in the first half couldn't be stopped. They only had four possessions in the first half. They went touchdown, touchdown, field goal, punt. You score on three out of four possessions and a half, 75% of your possessions, that's pretty good. And in the second half, with the game in the balance, they went punt, touchdown, touchdown to make it 31-13. Now, after that, they get a pick, they punt the ball, they get a, a stop on downs, and it's a kneel down. But with the game in the balance, with the game within two scores, their drive chart was touchdown, touchdown, field goal, punt, punt, touchdown, touchdown. And the game's over at that point. That is getting the job done. That is doing what you have to do to beat a bad team. And they get another bad team coming up. So if you want to be you know, annoyed about DVOA or you want to be worried about their point differential or whatever, this is the part of their schedule for this defense to get, to get in a rhythm, to find that groove again. And they don't have to show much. They don't have to give you the designer blitz looks. They can go back to just making plays and feeling good about what they're doing back there, playing with confidence, playing with swagger. They can say all the right things about, oh, they didn't lose confidence. But if you come out and you look mediocre against the Giants, it would be human nature to say, man, maybe we aren't as good as we think we are. It would be human nature to wonder, to have self-doubt and not everyone would have it to be sure you know Jair Alexander's confidence is not going to waver Aaron Rodgers confidence isn't going to waver but Matt LaFleur's confidence he's never done this before he's never been a head coach and I think there are still things that he can improve on I still think there are plenty of things this Packers team can improve on and and we're going to talk about some of those things but once again they're winning games nine and three now four and two away from Lambeau Field a season after they couldn't buy a win on the road. Think of how far they've come from New York last year. They go in around Christmas time. It was December 23rd. Joe Philbin is the interim head coach. Mike McCarthy has been fired after one of the most embarrassing losses in modern Packers history. They go in and everyone says Aaron Rodgers shouldn't play. Fans are still upset that he did play because it hurt the draft pick. And he said after the game today, he wanted to play in that game because he felt like he needed to, as a leader, show up and fight every week. And he said he felt like there was something to be gained this year, that it paid dividends now to go to New York again a year later, a little less than a year later. And bring a lot of those same players to come and remind them where they were a year ago and the progress that they've made. And to remind them to fight, to keep fighting. Because what happened last week might as well have been last year. You want to embrace that go 1-0 every week mentality, then you need to go and find a way to win a convincing game against a subpar opponent to come out ready to go with intensity from the jump. And what they did was not only did they do that, but they did it playing their style of football. 
We saw them stay committed to the run game despite the fact that it was not always consistently working. 33 passing attempts, 26 rush attempts. Now, it's really only 24 because Tim Boyle knelt the ball twice, but that is pretty good balance. Jamal Williams gets 10 carries. Aaron Jones gets 11 carries. We can quibble about the 50-50 split there, but they stayed balanced. They created shot plays. They were not stagnant on offense. They were not static. They used motion. They used formations. They used the illusion of complexity. They used big personnel to throw. They used little personnel to run. They looked like a Matt LaFleur offense. And they leaned on it when they were faced with adversity. Rather than looking outward, rather than looking at everything around them and saying, we need to be more like this. We need to be more like that. We need to try something new. They looked inward instead and said, no, you know, the thing we have to do is be ourselves. The thing we have to do is take ownership of our own identity and say, we are going to be instead of something else, the best version of us. And we're going to do the things that make us who we are, that separate us from everyone else. And that's what they did on Sunday. And you can, you can dismiss that it's against the two and nine giants team, a team that had lost seven in a row, a team that was one in four at home this season. You can do that if you want to good teams beat the bad teams, even if they don't play their best and they do so convincingly. And that's what Green Bay did on Sunday, and they did it. This is, this is what I'm telling you is so crucial. They did it by being themselves. And if you're not feeling like yourself in the bedroom, BlueChew.com can help. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready Whenever an opportunity arises, if you could benefit from a little bit more confidence, a little bit more self-belief, a little bit more of that Jair Alexander swagger, BlueChew.com can help. They're made in the USA, and since BlueChew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than going to a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code Locked on, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care research to find innovative cures for complex diseases and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. 
Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. So not everything is perfect, right? The thing about this team is they have won so many games this year in which you can point to myriad things. You can point to, you know, five things and say, they still need to improve on this. They still need to find a way to tighten this up. And they still gave up at least one big play down the field. Caden Smith had a 32-yarder. Cody Latimer had a 43-yarder. And Saquon Barkley had a 27-yarder in the passing game. Now, they balanced that with three interceptions. And one of them was a great play by Tremont Williams. Another was a ball that Kevin King might as well have been the receiver on. Daniel Jones basically threw it right to him. And the Darnell Savage interception was right place, right time, an overthrow. But Green Bay created pressure. They created pressure all day. And Daniel Jones, rather than take sacks, and this is why I always think it's funny that people criticize Aaron Rodgers for taking sacks. Aaron Rodgers trades turnovers for sacks. Rather than turn the ball over, he says, mm, I'm going to eat this play rather than trying to force a throw. Now, Kevin King, this was this was uh, an up and down performance from him. And if he is going to be a guy who can create interceptions and, and create big plays and big pass breakups, he had he had the, the pick. He had a couple nice PBUs. This is this is just who he is right now and look I'm not I'm not ready to say he's just done and this is going to be who he is forever. He's not done growing. He's still a young player. This is really the his first full season in the NFL. He can get better. I would love to see him play with a little bit more aggressiveness at the line of scrimmage. I'd love to see him play more consistently uh, sticky to the receiver. Even in zone coverage, I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive and just say if you're going to make a mistake, make it at 100 miles an hour. That's what Jair Alexander does. He's going to get beat sometimes, but he competes for every ball in his area. This was another great Jair Alexander game. Doesn't get an interception, but is just all over the field. Makes tackles, plays the right way. And the Packers front can beat teams up and they're going to continue to beat teams up. You know, this is, I mentioned, you know, King gave up the touchdown, but he gets one back. And that's been what this team has done this year. They've played clutch situational football, and they've created turnovers. They've created negative plays. They are a great havoc defense. They create sacks, fumbles, and turnovers. And while fumbles especially are not consistent, you create consistent pressure, and you are going to have success because you are going to be able to pressure quarterbacks into making mistakes. You are going to get balls that that are you know, loose, whether it's a receiver, whether it's a running back, whether it's a quarterback, if you are constantly in the backfield, you're going to find yourself making plays. Now, on the other side of the ball, it was clear the Giants made a concerted effort to stop the run. And that was what Richard Sherman said. Now, if you want to believe everything Richard Sherman says and and think that they were not really at all scared of Aaron Rodgers in the passing game, look, be my guest. That is your prerogative. But teams have said, and it was pretty clear the Giants' focus defensively was stopping the run. And they did it. 26 carries, 79 yards. Remember Tim Boyle? All right, let's go 24 carries, 75 yards. Even that, not a great number. 
Not a great number. So you say, okay, well, they were still able to get enough done because of Aaron Rodgers, because of the passing game. If that's what's if that's what it's going to take, you have to be Aaron Rodgers and you have to make those plays. He did it. And there were other plays out there to be made. Aaron Jones had a drop. Geronimo Allison had a drop down the sidelines. And they still had some of these negative plays, some penalties. That's something that they have to get cleaned up. They got to get that figured out. They cannot beat the 49ers. They can't go to New Orleans and and win there if this is the quality of their play. What is encouraging, though, is that they continue to get things done. And you can say, okay, if they can get everything firing at once, because all you need is to play two or three games where that's the case. That 2010 team, I mean, come on, that team was not perfect. That team was far from perfect. That team lost at home to the Dolphins. I mean, there are some ugly, some ugly games in that season, frankly. And they didn't have it all working together at once until the playoffs. And even in the playoffs, they won some ugly games. I mean, we remember that NFC Championship game for the B.J. Raji pick six and Caleb Haney, but that's that was an ugly game. And they did just enough to win. The Eagles almost ended their season. They I was I was sure that the Eagles were gonna score. I was I was terrified of Mike Vick. And Tremont Williams makes the clutch play. And they really only needed one virtuoso Aaron Rodgers performance to get to the Super Bowl. Now in the Super Bowl, they got a second of that playoffs. And Rodgers was awesome in week 16 against the Giants in what was a de facto playoff game. And maybe in Minnesota, we get that version of Rodgers again. We get this version. The guy that throws four touchdowns, has a rating over 125, and wills his team to a win. What we saw was a quarterback making plays off schedule and in rhythm. You know, the, the, the shot play to Lazard is a called shot play. You see him on third and long hit Lazard over the middle. You see him do the free play thing that he is better at than anyone who has ever existed on planet Earth here in any reality. But they didn't quite have the run game going. And I still don't quite understand why Alan Lazard doesn't play more, why he isn't a more a bigger focal point in the offense. And there was a play at one point. It looked like Rodgers was trying to get a little receiver screen over to his side. It seemed like... It was supposed to be to him. He didn't get a call, and you, you end up having you know a situation where the offense sputters for a second. But Aaron Rodgers said after the game that this is the player he thinks Lazard can be for this team. Matt Lafleur praised Lazard, said you know he's done everything the right way, everything they've asked him to do, plays physically, and he even plays on special teams. He can go out and have a hundred yard day and still go beyond kick returns and not have an ego about it. That's a special kind of player who can do that. So again, nothing was was perfect, but they found ways to make it happen. They found ways to make it work. I don't want anyone complaining after this game. They they beat a team in the NFL 31-13 on a day when the, 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 the league went freaking haywire. I mean, the awful Bengals beat a red-hot Jets team. Washington beat Carolina by a touchdown. Tampa Bay beat the brakes off the Jaguars. The Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami football Dolphins. 
37-31. The Cleveland Browns lost to a third-string quarterback. The Indianapolis Colts lost to a second-string quarterback. So I don't want anyone to take this win for, for granted. You can't take a four-touchdown Aaron Rodgers performance for granted. You can't take a three-interception performance for granted. It's Neither of those things are something that happen often. This was the win the Packers needed to get, and there still are things to approve upon. Can they get better? Yes, they can. Are they 9-3 and three and can get better? Yes. And whether that's this year or next year or whatever it is, that is an encouraging sign that this team could win nine games, and it's not like they've played dog teams. They've had a difficult schedule, and this is the, the, uh, the soft underbelly of their schedule. They're supposed to take advantage of these games. So go take advantage of these games. They did that on Sunday. The Chargers lost to like the eighth quarterback the Broncos have played this year. I mean, do not take these games for granted. I do want to give a shout out because I've been hard on him this season. Geronimo Allison, I've had you know critical things to say about him. Again, this is never ever a personal thing. Because by all accounts, he is an awesome guy and a great teammate. He had two monster catches in this game. One was a fourth and ten that the Packers decided to go on, which I thought was brave and awesome. And Rodgers said after the game he loved the aggressiveness. And Rodgers gets hit as he's going down. He heaves the ball to Allison, who comes across the field and makes the catch, picks up 15 yards. That that drive ends in a touchdown. And then on a, on a third and short play, Allison comes through with a catch, a little five-yard pickup uh, to extend a drive. Green Bay ends up scoring on that drive as well. I understand if you're a, a team and you have a lot of young receivers behind a guy like Allison and you and you you value his veteran leadership. He also had a drop, by the way. But those two plays are emblematic of why you put him out there in those situations. Rodgers trusts him to make those plays. And I do still think he's going to make those plays. I just feel like someone like Alan Lazard, for most of the game, should be out there. But it, it, they, they are using that receiver spot and that group of receiver spots a lot like their tight ends. It's a lot of rotation. Jay Sternberger, all four tight ends were active. So we, we saw Jay Sternberger. We saw Mercedes Lewis, who got his first touchdown as a Green Bay Packer. We saw Jimmy Graham, and we saw Big Bob Tanyan. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Sternberger started to get more reps because Tanyan did not play well on Sunday, had some issues coming back from injury. I understand that. But he had a bad holding call and a drop. And so you're just sort of like, okay, well, again, Matt LaFleur's thing is you got to play better. Every job is open for competition. All right, Jay Sternberger inactive last week. The guys on the field didn't get it done. Now he's active this week. Didn't see the ball, but I, I saw him open a couple times, and maybe that's something that, that they can get to. So I just wanted to single out the Geronimo Allison thing uh, because, but it wasn't because, I, you know, I felt like he was a bad guy or a bad player. It's just he hasn't been playing well enough. And if you're if you're going to be serious about about this playing time thing and the competitiveness thing, then, you know, I want to see I want to see the results of that. He came through on Sunday. 
And that's awesome for him. I just wanted to give him a shout out for that. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, a regular week, and then Washington at home this week. There's two straight games at home before the Packers have to go to Minnesota. These are games you absolutely want to bank because you want to be 11-3 and heading to Minnesota with a chance to clinch the division. You clinch the division by beating Minnesota. And by the way, you can still win the division even if you don't lose to Minnesota as long as you beat the Bears and the Lions and don't inexplicably lose to Washington. Even a loss in Minnesota does not kill them. But if you want to get that number two seed, what you really want is 13 wins because maybe New Orleans drops one in here. And if that's the case, Green Bay probably moves ahead of them. These are NFC games for them. Maybe you want San Francisco to go to New Orleans and beat them, even though San Francisco already lost. Because of the head-to-head tiebreaker, if both teams finish 13-3, 49ers lost to Baltimore on Sunday, then Green Bay loses that tiebreaker. So, you know, the path to the one seed is pretty long. It's not crazy, though. New Orleans has not looked awesome. They didn't look awesome again against Atlanta. So, you know, we're going to see. This is There's some craziness here, but it is all out in front of Green Bay. A first-round bye still very much on the table. So still a ton to play for these next few weeks in terms of playoff seeding. Obviously, we know there's a bunch on the line in terms of the NFC North and, and trying to get a good seed for the playoffs, but so much to be decided as we come down the line here. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Leave us a review, a rating, and anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.